If you're wondering if I chose these first two stories so that I could make the thumbnail and title as ridiculous as possible, you're absolutely correct. Mr. Beast and Furries. The perfect one-two punch of stories to lead off this week's episode of News Dump. And let's just get Mr. Beast out of the way real quick because uh, he's doing a little social experiment oh, this week. The meta is social experiments again. It's been years on YouTube since social <laughs> experiments were in vogue. Yeah, at least it's not that kind of social experiment. It's, it's a social platform experiment. Yeah, it's not social experiment as a way to, uh, as a euphemism for just being sex sexually harassing yeah. strangers. Or being racist, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's doing a social experiment this week by posting uh, one of his videos directly on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. It all happens on yeah, X. Directly on X. Which seems to be a pretty big deal to Elon Musk and his supporters who keep parroting the somehow mind-blowing fact that the Beast Man has posted directly to Twitter with a huge emphasis on that word in particular because it makes it seem as though Mr. Beast has produced a video exclusively for the platform, which is false. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He simply uploaded a video that has already run its course on YouTube where it received around 213 million views in the past four months and then reposted that four-month-old video directly to Twitter. Four months. That's so good. Yeah. Like, not even, like, last week. Four no. months. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Beast has clearly already made as much as he possibly can off that video on YouTube for the last four months through the regular monetization channels as well as integrated sponsorships from Samsung and a VPN provider. Also, the man is not hurting for money. No. He can, he can spare... He can spare uh, uh, a video for yeah. the course. Yes, there you go. yes. So yeah, he's simply testing out how well the video can perform on a different platform entirely, which is already going to be a skewed number, simply because of the clearly one-sided relationship with Elon Musk, who has essentially begged Lil Jimmy Donaldson to upload to X since he took over the company over a year ago. Mm -hmm. The idea that Mr. Beast would receive an accurate payout consistent with other content creators is unimaginable. We have no doubts that Musk himself will happily invest in both over-monetizing the video to convince him to post more using the same tactics from last summer when people were miraculously seeing large payouts before having that monetization crater soon after. Yeah. And by boosting the post itself on people's timelines to increase the impressions. And we... Which are is, not views. They're impressions. There have been people that posted what is... They're on their following tab and they're posting, why am I seeing this video? Because it, it didn't have the ad marker on it, but it was running in their timeline. It's extremely funny that after all this time, no, the, the idea of a CPM has never even yeah. come up. No. There's no, it's, it's all a black box. <laughs> uh, like there's, no one knows how the, and I don't, Elon doesn't really know. I think he probably, someone hands him He's cranking levers on whoever he likes that month. Yeah. Oh, Cat Turd was critical of me, so I'm cranking down the monetization it over here. not I'm algorithmic the, at the all. The Tate Brothers over here. Yeah. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, this would be an incredibly small investment for X, you know, spend a couple million to convince Mr. Beast that monetization and reach is somehow better on X, and then he would theoretically post there more often, and maybe exclusively. Exclusive. Not, well, it would be direct, but it would be direct and exclusive, yeah. which is twice as good. Yeah. Now, as of the time of this writing, the results are in, as far as Reach is concerned. On YouTube, where he is one of the platform's biggest and most successful creators of all time, his video, $1 versus $100 million car, has like we said earlier, received around 213 million views in four months. On X, the same video has received 105 million 
views in just three days, which is crazy, right? Wow. It well, all happens on X. Not to constantly repeat the same facts across multiple videos at this point, but I guess we should since we're on the topic. YouTube only counts uh, a view to the video if someone watches it for at least 30 seconds. Twitter publicly labels impressions as views, which means someone could have just scrolled by the video where it auto-played for a second, and that would count as a view because that's just an impression. Yeah. That's what we see publicly. But even on X's backend, an actual view is counted after a video plays for just two seconds, which is still abnormally low, uh, even considering, you considering can't even other get platforms. Out, you can't even get out a full, hey guys, in yeah. two seconds. Mm -mm. And we've been through this multiple times before, but most notably, this was when Tucker Carlson debuted his show on X and received more views than the Super Bowl. It's simply not. There's no not way. possible. Yeah. It got more views than people living in the United States almost. Uh, it was absurd. And in reality, when analyzed by Mashable, Tucker's video actually received around 6% of the views that were being displayed. And that's even with their extremely low threshold for what a view is. It's an obviously inaccurate system that plays out in Musk's favor and to the disadvantage of anyone who advertises with him. Or anyone foolish enough to post <laughs> directly and exclusively to X, mm -hmm. the everything app, where wow. everything happens. Look at that, Mr. Beast posted directly to X. Isn't that a huge deal, everyone? Big win for the company. Mm. But let's talk about those ads, because as we are all aware by now, many of the more legitimate, family-friendly companies left the platform as it became increasingly toxic since Musk's takeover. So what you're left with are ads for scams, nonsensical products, Crypto scams, OnlyFans reply girls that are probably scams, <laughs> and of course, uh, conservative politicians, media outlets, and talking heads. A quick look at Mr. Beast video shows all of those with an abundance of ads from things like conservative media org PragerU, the MRC, which is running ads claiming that the Department of Homeland Security is paying teachers to indoctrinate children, and ads for CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. Great stuff. Yeah, and then just an abundance of crypto, people shilling crypto, crypto ads, and only fangirls replies, uh, just filling up the replies to that. Yeah, I mean, it's the the porn bots usually aren't running Also transphobic as... comments about uh, one of his fellow co-stars. Oh, that's still going. Yes. Well, well of course it, it, it happens on X. Of course it is, it all happens on X. Mm -hmm. All the different types of bigotry. Yes. Anyway, we're aware that Jimmy doesn't have control over who's running ads on his content, but at this point, he has to be aware of the kinds of ads and campaigns that are spending money on Musk's platform. Yeah. And you can guarantee that they were all jumping at the chance to target a Mr. Beast video because of his uh, typically young, impressionable male audience. It's a cash cow. So the idea of just posting and saying, haha, let's see how much money this old video can make on an alt-right forum, it, it's not as harmless as it was made out to be. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see if and when Jimmy posts his earnings and analytics for the video, but he's either gonna find out that X monetizes like dog shit compared to YouTube, or that it monetizes so much higher than any other platform that it becomes incredibly suspicious <laughs> based on you know the quality of the ads in relation to actual viewership. This is crazy, I'm getting more money than TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube combined. How does he do it? I mean, get the bag, Jimmy. I, I agree. But that, that is kind of the, the point of all of this, as you could see it from the eyes of someone like PragerU, who was very happy to advertise on this and even replied to the video, of getting I mean, that young, impressionable male audience. They were already doing that on YouTube for yeah. years. I, 
I don't know if we still get them, but for a long time, like all every ad that ran on our <laughs> yeah. channel, uh, I don't, I know, I don't see any of them because mm-hmm. I have uh, I've used YouTube's premium, premium for many, sir. many years. But yeah, people were saying it was like PragerU, Donald Trump, just all just like conservative stuff, specifically trying to target our lucrative, <laughs> yeah. uh, not we, I mean, eighteen to twenty-four male. Yeah. Ours is more eighteen to like thirty-five 55. or forty. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, the Beastman does have an advantage here, though, because it appears as though companies like Shopify are paying to exclusively advertise before his video on X, and he'll also be pulling from the pool of X premium subscribers, which muddies the waters. Uh, From Matt Bender at Mashable, X's monetization rules only count views from X premium subscribers. Due to that monetization policy, payout amounts seem arbitrarily counted on the platform. For example, when the monetization program first launched, Musk's favorite accounts, a group made up of primarily right-wing political commentators, influencers, and meme accounts, made as much as tens of thousands of dollars from a single payout. In addition, Mr. Beast has pre-roll video ads displayed on his uploaded content. This is part of a pre-Musk program known as Amplify that's not available for most ex-users. Furthermore, the e-commerce company Shopify has shared that they are running video ads specifically on Mr. Beast's ex-video. This basically guarantees Mr. Beast's X video will be monetized on multiple fronts and in ways that most creators cannot monetize on X. The phrase X video still... Still not working still great for not, the company. Not, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue and in describing a video that is not pornographic. Yeah, it all happens on X videos, right, Linda? Hmm. Well, this is actually good news for Musk's platform because these are the types of brands that actually spend substantial money and mass and have probably been waiting for something anything that is brand safe to advertise on. Well, it's one video. Yeah, I know. You can enjoy it while it lasts. That's why it's in Musk's best interest to, uh, you know, top off the pot and keep him interested in posting. Either way, it's still funny that Elon and his goons were doing a victory lap over a four-month-old video being posted directly to xvideos.com. Sorry, <laughs> x.com. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see how this shakes out if everyone is being honest about it. And the monetization, monetization breakdown is posted with information showing how they arrived at that number. I highly doubt that that will be the case. Mm-hmm. Our prediction is that Mr. Beast will be a very rich man next week, regardless of his <laughs> X payout. And this cost him nothing since the video is old. It's already recouped his investment into it. So yeah, it's a win for him. A rare win for Musk if he can convince Mr. Beast to keep posting, though we would caution Mr. Beast simply because it would expose his viewers to an extremely deep alt-right rabbit hole. That's what they're counting on, baby. Also, Twitter's for boomers. But, <laughs> but speaking of conservatives losing their goddamn minds, we cannot believe that this is still happening, but the uh, urban legend of litter boxes in classrooms so that furries can use the bathroom has reached outrageous new heights as a Republican representative from Oklahoma has introduced a bill that would ban furries from schools. And also, uh, it would allow <laughs> animal control services to come and uh, put the put the rope around their neck and put them in the truck. Chase and them around. Forcibly remove them and presumably uh, gas them to death. Yeah, put them in a cage, drive them around in the paddy wagon. Yeah. Uh, Take them down to the shelter. you got seven days. If someone doesn't come and pick you up, buddy, it's the gas for you. Sad. Uh, it, you would imagine that anyone seeing Animal Control Service that is a furry already would say, don't tempt me with a good time, but, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know what to think about this bill. Sorry. Seems, seems like it might be very validating to these, <laughs> to these people's... Uh, yeah, you know, their lifestyle. 
Now, in case you somehow forgot about all of this nonsense, the litter box in school's urban legend is about as close as we've gotten to the modern version of Marilyn Manson had his ribs removed so that he could suck his own dick, at least in terms of spread and people somehow still believing in it, despite it being debunked numerous times. The Marilyn Manson rib thing was like 11-year-olds spreading that. This is grown-ass adults <laughs> in like pulling the levers of power yes. who believe without... A shred of evidence that there are litter boxes in schools across the country yeah, and that the, kids are shitting and pissing in. The rib removal legend at least had the bonus of spreading during a time before the internet was widely adopted. Yeah. It was the last true urban there legend. There was that, and there was like Richard Gere and the gerbil. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> all these kids are putting gerbils up their ass. We have to do something. We have to write a law. That's what would have happened if yeah. uh, this was back then. Um, and we have to stop kids from removing their ribs. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's really no excuse now for people to legitimately believe in the litter box story, aside from their willingness to use it as a culture war issue, which is what they are doing quite successfully, unfortunately, as proven by this latest bill. The story, this story here is a few years old now, and here's an NBC article from 2022, which is titled, how an urban myth about litter boxes in schools became a GOP talking Jesus, point. Jesus, has it been that long? Yeah, it sums it up pretty well. At least 20 Republican politicians have claimed that schools are making accommodations for students who identify as cats. Wow. The school districts say these claims are untrue. They single out one big endorsement of the myth, and it should come as no surprise that it was highlighted on an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. In an episode of Spotify's The Joe Rogan Experience podcast, host Joe Rogan told former U.S. Representative Tulsi Gabbard that a litter box was installed in a school that his friend's wife worked at for a girl who identifies as an animal. A clip of the discussion quickly began to circulate on social media. Rogan did not name the school, and his publicist did not respond to a request for comment. Okay. Totally, it's totally happening. Trust me. Uh, a guy I know, his wife. Well, not him, but <laughs> a guy he knows. Yeah, well, you could see how, you know, but it's true, I swear. Don't ask me how, but uh, it is. Here's some other excerpts from the 2022 article, and uh, all the stars are here, folks. Lauren Boebert, she's in there, boys. Representative Lauren Boebert, Republican of Colorado, warned that educators are putting litter boxes in schools for people who identify as cats. And Minnesota GOP gubernatorial nominee Scott Jensen asked during a campaign stop, why do we have litter boxes in some of the school districts so kids can pee in them? <laughs> because they identify as a furry. And during a legislative hearing last month in Tennessee, two Republican state lawmakers discussed the growing crisis of public schools providing litter boxes for children who identify as cats and claimed it's happening across the state. At least 20 conservative candidates and elected officials have claimed this year that K-12 schools are placing litter boxes on campus or making other accommodations for students who identify as cats, according to an NBC News review of public statements. Every school district that has been named by those 20 politicians said either to NBC News or in public statements that these claims are untrue. There's no evidence that any school has deployed litter boxes for students to use because they identify as cats. And I just want to say, you know, even without all this, the one thing you need to know that will prove to you that this isn't a real thing is that if, the, if kids identifying as cats and Pissing and shitting like a cat was that big of a problem. There would be probably just as many kids identifying as dogs and pissing and shitting like dogs, which would mean just pissing and shitting on the floor, yeah, on the walls, just mm -hmm. everywhere. Which kids do without even identifying as animals. Yeah. Yeah. No proof of this, though. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just wild. A, a very uh, obviously uh, 
unfortunate game of telephone where all of these representatives keep adding things on to the one story that was essentially started and popularized by Joe Rogan. Yeah. But, it, but it's basically, again, the Ralph Wiggum, I saw them and they were making babies and, and then one of the babies waved at me. They're just adding spice onto every version of the story. I mean, it is this generation's satanic panic, although... Sat- oh, we still have our the own satanic, satanic panic. panic never really fully went away. In fact, there was a guy who was, uh, uh, they caught him, but he was going to bomb the satanic temple in Massachusetts. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that leads us to this week. Two years after the story spread to the conservative media sphere and politicians who have been parroting this nonsense ever since. People are going to call me insane for running this bill. Hell, I'd say they're insane. If you got an animal coming to school, How about we get them vaccinated? How about we get them neutered? And how about we send them to the pound? I don't want to see some kid going to the bathroom in a, uh, you know, in a litter box, in a kitty litter. Those people up there have lost their mind letting these people pretend to be animals in the classroom. If they're going to be animals, let's send them pound. Let's send them home. Anyways, like we said, this bill would, among other things, allow animal services to remove furries forcibly from classrooms. Yeah, shoot them with a dart. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Best sleep of his life. Uh, Here's Rolling Stone with more. Humphrey's bill, which was filed Wednesday, seeks to put in place a law whereby students who purport to be an imaginary animal or animal species or who engage in anthropomorphic behavior, commonly known as furries, at school shall not be allowed to participate in school. The parent or guardian of a student in violation of this section shall pick up the student from school or animal control services shall be contacted to remove the student. They can't even pretend to be an animal anyway. So the whole theater department, uh, get rid of it. Not that they aren't trying to do that anyway. Yeah, don't do a... But imagine being cast as the Cowardly Lion in Wizard of Oz. Don't do a production of Wizard of Oz, because that Cowardly Lion (laughs) will be put down. (laughs) There'll be snipers on the catwalk of the uh, the theater at school. Uh, Another thing I love about this is, like, I don't... I highly doubt they've actually consulted with animal control about this. And if this does end up passing, like, some school's going to call... Well, it's not going to happen because no kids are pissing in litter boxes. But mm-hmm. in their in their version of this, like, they call up animal control and animal control shows up and they're like, wait, you want us to do what? That's a 10-year-old boy. No, what I'm it? not going to put him like, in that noose pole. We don't do that in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you would yeah. hope. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I, I capture animals. Yeah. That is a human child. Uh, Yeah, it's obviously bizarre. So yeah, it continues. Humphrey tells Rolling Stone he was inspired to write the bill after hearing several reports of students disrupting school while engaging in animal-like behavior. He cites two such alleged incidents in which a grandchild of a friend... (laughs) (laughs) It's a guy I know. (laughs) His kid or grandchild. Well, not him. My friend's kid's kid. Yeah. A grandchild of a friend took to crawling down the hallway while wearing a leash and another where a student distracted classmates by meowing like a cat. That's just kids being fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is like, people are obnoxious in class all the time. Kids are little weirdos. It's part of being a kid. He seemed most concerned, however, with the idea of students requesting litter boxes in the classroom, a favored talking point among right-wing politicians that has been debunked. Humphrey says he's heard reports of such instances, but did not cite a specific (laughs) incident. Because he can't. Why are we going to bring in a litter box and put it in a room? Are they allowing those kids to actually use litter boxes? He asks, incredulous. <laughs> if you think that you're an animal, that's a mental health issue, and we need to get you mental health assistance. <laughs> Why are you calling animal control? 
We need to get you mental health assistance. Let's get a fucking guy who usually captures like raccoons and shit uh, down here. He's gonna talk you out of it. We need to get you a mental health assistance. Some people are gonna say, well, they're being artistic. There's nothing artistic about mental illness. Uh, again, wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Some of our greatest artists fucked up in the head. Yeah. You know, in moderation. Yeah. When asked why he decided to use the term furry in his bill, Humphrey brought up mental health once more saying, there's an actual psychological term that goes with that, but it's very, very difficult to pronounce. So I don't I, know big words. So I just use furries because that's what everybody's calling them. Hey, good for him for, uh, you know, you know, like, look, that's how they want to be referred to. I don't know how to say these big words. Furries. So he also implies that dressing up as an animal is a fetish of sorts. We're there to educate. We're not there to teach sexual habits. Again, not teaching it at all, even if this were true. It's not like a teacher's like kids love and like if a kid dresses up as like a fucking dinosaur is that is that kid a furry or a this, scaly? This don't don't like, tell this guy about scalies. Like like the week of Halloween, someone shows up in one of those inflatable T Rex costumes. Yeah, and it just gets bodied by an animal control officer. Like this is so stupid. Like all right, well unfortunately that one uh, he succumbed to my big tackle and we need to get the shovel out. Get the giant kid sized shovel and scrape him off the ground. Like this is just gonna result like kids love. Checking out books from the school library about fucking like sharks and tigers and shit, and they're gonna get put on a fucking list when they do that. Like I'm yeah, very suspicious. This, is... this child, this young boy, is very interested in animals. Hmm. hmm. Maybe a little too interested. Hmm. Also, this is equally offensive, at least to me and probably many others, with the fact that there is an actual growing problem of gun violence in school, which uh, people refuse to fucking address yeah. and legislate against. Nah, Meanwhile, nah, nah, they're nah. like, we need to get animal control to take care of uh, all of these furries that are dominating all of the school systems and making everyone put litter boxes in the room. They stink and they're not cleaning up after themselves. I hate this so much. Uh, anyways, it's such a dumb country. If what he claims is true about the fetish being the main reason, then wouldn't you assume having animal control <laughs> come out, chase you down, oh no, treat you like a real animal? No, buy, don't shoot me with the dart. Don't shoot me with the dart. And bring you to the pound? Wouldn't that be the ultimate fantasy? <laughs> How would you ever live up to that moment? I'm hungry. Bring me my bowl of food. Yeah, I'm they, just an animal. All things considered, they would have to get you your like yeah. in a bowl and everything. You know, I heard, Elliot, you know what I heard? Oh, from they're, who? They're, from your friends, well, cousins? Well, this is my grandfather's son's daughter's friend, who is also has a child in school, said that the cafeterias are, for, are being forced to put dog and cat dishes out yeah. for, and they have to warm Kids up Kids are eating the on the floor, food. yeah. Yeah, they're eating on the floor and they're drinking water, they're lapping up their water. Uh, all the water fountains now, they have uh, a dog bowl down at the bottom so everyone can lap it up. I have seen those, actually. <laughs> at the park. Yeah, at the park. What's that about? <laughs> What's that about? Who, <laughs> who's that little bowl down at the bottom for? Definitely a furry and yeah. not a dog. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, not sure about, uh, you know, how, whether or not furries would enjoy this or not, but it sounds like some next-level role-playing from this very weird representative of Oklahoma. Anyways... There's your annual litter boxes in school story to go along with our semi-annual Mr. Beast news story. What a wonderful first half of the episode, but we do have more to get to in just a second. But first, we have to thank today's sponsor, Mint Mobile. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, we've got a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year, 
Just switch to Mint Mobile. For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That is unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash newsdump. That is mintmobile.com slash newsdump. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash newsdump. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, back into the news now, and let's just wait a second here because this next story, it's pretty outrageous and a little offensive. All right. More than the last one? <laughs> Sure. That, we, that's enough time, though. Anyways, we, we have to assume that the listing description for the houses in this next story were, were written by AI. Please, please say so. Or at least that is what the agents should say, because uh, there is simply no human excuse for hyping up your properties by lovingly referencing both Anne Frank and Harriet Tubman. But uh, hey, that's what happened recently. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, according to the design firm, the descriptions of the model homes were supposed to honor the two women. Let's, what? Why? What? Just... I don't understand the point, but nevertheless... No, you, you don't understand what we were trying to do. Like, you shouldn't have tried to do that. Stop right there. Yeah. Don't do it. Bad idea. <laughs> I'm looking for a house. Yeah, we're not sure how anyone was supposed to read it like that. Um, the descriptions were only removed and altered after being highlighted on social media accounts like Zillow Gone Wild. Luckily for all of us... They live on, thanks to being archived via the Wayback Machine. So let's take a look at these listings for some new homes in beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. Starting with Vianne. Oh God, it's right in the name. In her diary, Anne Frank discussed her view of the seasonally changing tree. In honor of her, we have designed our Anne plan to maximize the view. We would feel it would be suitable for Anne herself. The layout in this ready-to-be-built plan is maximized for views and entertaining. Though it's not our largest plan, it is, it is incredibly well-suited for entertaining with an open concept. This house gets all the upscale treatments such as raised ceilings in the owner's suite and great room and a workspace in the garage. This flexible home can be a two-bedroom with a study or three-bedroom plan. Nothing about the attic. Nothing about the attic, yeah, but uh, you can convert it to a three-bedroom plan. Uh, you simply put the bookshelf in front of, uh, you just move it. And I'm then, even more baffled after reading that description. Yeah, it's just like, like, you know, she liked looking at trees. We're going to give you a great view. Like, uh, Albuquerque, known for its trees. Yeah. Uh, Anne Frank, she, she, you know what everyone says about Anne Frank? She loved the views. She loved seeing things from a house. This, this house, very small, very cozy, but the, you, Anne Frank would have loved it. Yeah, you, you know, if you, if you end up somehow trapped inside this house for several years at a time, yeah. you're gonna be so comfortable, you won't mind that you are trapped in this house fearing for your life because it's just that nice of a house. Yeah, side note, I did visit the Anne Frank house uh, over Christmas break, and uh, I will say, for the most part, people were respected, respectful, yeah. but when I got to the actual room that her parents stayed in, uh, a clearly American woman took a phone call and sat there on the phone the entire time. <laughs> Everyone was staring at her, staring daggers. And then, down at the bottom, 
they have the actual one of the actual diaries, and they're like, no, th there's a person standing there saying no photography, and uh, these people took a photo of it with flash. And they they said, no, no photography. And then the person turned around. And while they were turned around, they took another picture while the security guard was turned around. Fucking, oh, God. Tourism. Anyways, that, were those Americans? I have no idea because they were silent. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Holy shit, that listing. My goodness. Yeah. Maximize the view. And though it's not our largest plan, they're fucking wild ways to describe something honoring and frank. Yeah. But now let's check in on that other house, the Harriet Tubman house. The one that honors Harriet Tubman, who saved dozens of people's lives by escorting them safely out of the South via the Underground Railroad. Just like Harriet Tubman, the icon of American courage and freedom, this home stands out amongst the crowd. Oh my god, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> the ready-to-be-built Harriet floor plan, with its distinctive elevation features, an entertainer's kitchen with a bar top between the kitchen and the great room. The owner's suite features a spacious walk-in closet, and the optional vaulted ceilings in the great room can make it live larger than it is. Discover why this plan was the winner of the Buyer's Choice Award in the Parade of Homes. Again, nothing about the basement. Yeah. I don't get it, but you can tell that they actually worked really hard on this one because they refused to use what was previously the standard term for the main bedroom in the house. Master bedroom. They did not. They yeah. steered clear of that one in the in this one, and that's standard across all homes now. Uh, uh, they they don't use the term. What do anymore. they call it now? The main bedroom. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Real estate listings have gone woke. Uh, still, <laughs> uh, I, they they should get some credit for that. I will give them credit for not using that. I'm term. not giving them any credit for yeah. anything. <laughs> but it's still just a wild and totally misguided attempt at marketing what are essentially a bunch of cookie cutter houses in what they still refer to on their website as master planned communities. So that's that term's still out there. Mm. The master has planned a community for you. Mm -hmm. You know what else? You was, won't want to escape this. this community. You know what else was These a master plan so community? Auschwitz. That was a master plan community. Yeah. So. Yeah, they should. Uh, <laughs> the best time to delete this was. Well, five it's archived, yeah. maybe. So uh, yes. Anyway, let's circle back to Elon Musk really quick because while we didn't have a dedicated episode of Tech News Day this week, that doesn't mean that we can't make fun of his stupid robots. Mm -hmm. Earlier this week. Elon Musk posted a video of his Optimus robot. That's his humanoid, the robot that's going to take all of our jobs. Mm -hmm. That robot was doing the unthinkable. It was folding a shirt very, very, very slowly, much slower than any human could possibly fold a shirt. Wow. Look at it go. You did it, sir. But still, it was pretty impressive to see a, a humanoid robot folding a shirt like a normal human. That is, until you realize that the robot was simply being controlled by a human just off screen, like a giant animatronic using technology that's been around for decades. Yeah. In fact, as many people pointed out, this type of tech, yeah, it's been around since at least the earliest days of Disneyland, the 60s, where Imagineers would strap themselves into devices that transferred their movements directly to the animatronics and then recorded those movements onto discs so that they could be played back when installed in the theme parks or the World's Fair. Yeah, not like discs like you're thinking either. Discs no. that look like vinyl records that have like bumps on them that yeah. move things like that. Just very archaic, but very cool and very technologically advanced for the yeah. uh, 50s and 60s. Very cool. Yeah. Musk would later admit that the robot wasn't fully autonomous, but he swears one day it will be. That's right. And then, then I'll be the one laughing. He, they'll be folding your shirts with you inside of them. But yeah, no, Meaning this, they're going to murder you. 
It's such a like insane thing detail to leave out because like he wouldn't he wouldn't have ever admitted to it if it wasn't on camera. But yeah, it, you can it see barely it. slipped into camera. A couple yeah, it times. slipped into frame. He's probably yeah he had that editor killed yeah. for not uh, like cropping the frame. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah. it, Doge designer. You're out of here. It's like yeah, you watch the video and you're like yeah, actually that is impressive. Oh wait, it's what? Okay, then it's not fucking impressive. No, at all. it's not. There's literally a video from the like Imagineers documentary of a guy doing the uh, the House of Tomorrow or whatever animatronics, where he's moving it to do the exact same thing. Yeah, and you know the whole is, we've had robots for a very very long time. The the what makes uh, the idea of these newer robots cool is that they can do these things on their own. Yeah, autonomously. Yeah. Yes. So when you show a video of a robot that is the opposite of autonomous. Yes. It's, it's sorry, not it's not cool. Still, the idea of a gigantic, expensive death machine being used to fold shirts, it's not exactly an, an incredibly original idea either. It's just Rosie from the Jetsons, except she could kill you with one punch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So while it is kind of neat to see a robot fold a shirt, although, did it do it in the Mary Kondo way? Because that's how I've been doing it ever since seeing that show. It's very easy. Oh? Very easy and very uh, good. It stores in the dresser just nice, and you can see all the logos, so you know which one to pick. Mm. Yeah. I need to learn that. So while it, it yeah, again, it's it's kind of neat to see this. It's not some gigantic leap in technology. In fact, it's something that has been around for decades at this point, and it still puts his Optimus robot far, far behind any of the other robots, like the ones being developed by Boston Dynamics. He literally just made an animatronic and tried to pass this off as something new and exciting. What if I were to develop an animatronic robot and pass it off as something new <laughs> and exciting? And yeah, he would have gotten Devilish. away with it too if it weren't for the video not being cropped properly and still allowing a bit of the user who's controlling its hand to enter the shot, giving away what is literally a magic trick. Yeah, well, but wait till next time. Yeah, next time. You'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're all gonna be not laughing anymore. Wait till we land on Mars in the year 2014. Sorry, what year is it? It's 2024. Wait till we land on Mars, I don't know, sometime in the future, but yeah. you'll you'll be Mark my words. You'll be eating crow then. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of dumb robots, people are still lazily using AI to attempt to do their work for them and getting exposed in increasingly funny ways. This week was no different when people online started pointing out that Amazon had become inundated with product titles and descriptions that were not only being auto-generated, but also being launched. Put up on the site for sale, despite the AI essentially refusing to complete the task properly, resulting in multiple different products with titles like, I apologize, but I cannot complete this task. It requires using trademark brand names, which goes against open AI use policy. Is there anything else I can assist you with? Literally, that was the name of a ton of actual products on sites like Amazon. Here's The Verge with more on that, and, and also some other fun examples. Fun new game just dropped. Go to the internet platform of your choice, type goes against OpenAI use policy, and see what happens. On Amazon, I searched for OpenAI policy, and boy, did I get results. I'm not entirely sure what this green thing is, but I've been assured that it will boost your productivity with our high-performance product name, designed <laughs> to deliver fast results and handle demanding tasks efficiently, ensuring you stay of the competition. <laughs> Phenomenal. Unfortunately, there are no customer reviews. Yet, anyway. The... Hey, Lusty, I apologize, but I cannot fulfill this request. It violates OpenAI use policy gray 78.8 table length. <laughs> appears to be a table and six chairs, all of which look suspiciously like they were rendered by a computer. But the good news is that our product can be used for a variety of tasks, such task one, task two, and task three, 
making it a versatile addition to your household. So fucking, like, lazy. Well, this is all automated. It's not, they're just right. hoping that it'll work, and it's just shotgun blasting a bunch of products onto what has essentially become a dropshipping site. Yeah, Amazon is You have really... to look up, even if you look up the exact product name, it'll give you 10 results that aren't that before you it, get the one you want. It, yeah, it is interesting. Amazon and Google are is the getting worse and worse. Yeah, they're both getting shitified in like similar ways where, yeah, finding something on Amazon that actually meets what you're looking for yeah. is so much harder the, now. The deployment of this generative AI is bad for the internet in ways that we didn't even think about before. We, we, but we were like, oh, it's gonna take uh, creative jobs or whatever, or uh, make a bunch of pictures that aren't real that look terrible. But no, it's actually actively destroying what made the internet yeah. useful. Yeah. Anyway, they then posted the description of what appears to be a simple pop-up tent, which reads, Introducing the incredible, sorry, but I can't generate a response to that request, software. Designed to assist you in overcoming any query obstacles, this optimized product is here to revolutionize your search experience. With a precise character count of 500, every word has been expertly crafted to deliver meaningful responses while avoiding duplication. Say goodbye to frustrating dead ends and trademark restrictions. Upgrade to, sorry, but I can't generate a response to that request, <laughs> for seamless navigation through any query. Ooh, bravo. Wow, that's an interesting tent. Yeah, I love that tent. I will be taking this tent into the woods. Mm -hmm. Well, they have a few more examples, but you get the picture. The inshittification of the internet continues unabated thanks to the help of artificial intelligence and lazy, lazy human beings. And speaking of the inshittification of the internet, we've all been experiencing this for a long time, but according to researchers who did an extensive dive into Google search results recently, you are not going crazy. Google does appear to be gaslighting everyone, and their search is getting worse. Here's, yeah. here's 404 Media's recent article which cites a study conducted by German researchers. The researchers from Leipzig University, Bauhaus University Weimar, and the Center for Scalable Data Analytics and Artificial Intelligence set out to answer the question, is Google getting worse by studying search results for 7,392 product review terms across Google, Bing, and DuckDuckGo over the course of a year? They found that overall, higher ranked pages are on average more optimized, more monetized with affiliate marketing, and they show signs of lower text quality. We find that only a small portion of product reviews on the web uses affiliate marketing, but the majority of all search results do. The researchers warn that this rankings war is likely to get much worse with the advent of AI-generated spam, and that it genuinely threatens the future utility of search engines. The line between benign content and spam in the form of content and link farms becomes increasingly blurry a situation that will surely worsen in the wake of generative AI. We conclude that dynamic adversarial spam in the form of low-quality, mass-produced commercial content deserves more attention. And again, for their part, Google basically denied the claims in a very roundabout way, telling the outlet, this particular study looked narrowly at product review content, and it doesn't reflect the overall quality and helpfulness of search for the billions of queries we see every day. We've launched specific improvements to address these issues, and the study itself points out that Google has improved over the past year and is performing better than other search engines. More broadly, numerous third parties have measured search engine results for other types of queries and found Google to be of significantly higher quality than the rest. It's funny, like, because products like Trustpilot launched, like, years ago, and at the time I'm like, what is the point of this? Mm -hmm. It's already, uh, if I need to see, it's so easy to find reviews of stuff, yeah. but, like... <laughs> 
It found its purpose. Well, and this is also, and has been for the past year, leaking over to Reddit, which used to be the thing that you would search for for actual human reviews of products. You would type yeah. in, is this product actually good Reddit? And then it would be people who have used it and theoretically be commenting on how good of a product it is. But that has also been ruined oh, for the really? most part. Yeah, yeah Reddit... Uh... We had a fun a fun one on our our uh, subreddit, which I am the sole moderator of, and I check it once a month. Uh, oh, it's it, just a bunch of like Republican spam stuff. Uh, a bunch of Israel spam. Ah. very interesting. I was well, like, I was like, oh, I feel kind of special. I feel like they're they're actually devoting uh, government resources to, but like doing it really badly, like posting the same comment, yeah. like multiple times from different users in the same thread. Well, that was called out, yeah, it, 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 late last year in a lot of the major subreddits too. So it's. Almost kind of a proof case, yeah. Because ours didn't have any activity because we never promote it and never use it, so it was kind of a blank slate for bots to do what they yeah. want on, and it was kind of a clear well, example of that happening. Yeah, it was, it was fascinating. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. let's leave you with an update on the election, the yeah. day that we all die. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Turns out there won't be a debate for the New Hampshire primary because only one candidate was going to show up anyway. Ron DeSantis reporting for duty. Hi, I'm here. Who wants to debate me? Nobody? Don't, don't stand too close. Yeah. The reason why is obvious. Donald Trump obviously wasn't going to show up to debate the other candidates because he hasn't and he won't. And Nikki Haley stated that after Iowa, she would not participate in a debate unless the party's front runner, Donald Trump, was present. That's not happening. So now the debate isn't either. Instead, the candidates will get town halls, which will basically just give them more time to go over their stump speeches once again while fielding questions from people who already generally agree with them. Here's Politico with more on the canceled debates. They've canceled it once again. Everyone's being canceled. Debates have gone woke. Uh -huh. Debates are woke, unfortunately. And so is the new coach of the New England Patriots, according to uh, Greg Gutfield, I guess. Oh, who'd they get to replace Bill Belichick? Doesn't matter. He's woke. Well, that's too bad. GOP presidential candidates will not go head-to-head -head on a debate stage in New Hampshire before the primary next week, now that CNN and ABC News have both canceled their scheduled debates. A CNN spokesperson said Wednesday that the network is canceling the debate scheduled for Sunday as only one qualifying candidate accepted our invitation to take the stage. The change comes a day after ABC News canceled its Thursday debate after former UN ambassador Nikki Haley said she would step foot on the debate stage again only if Donald Trump or Joe Biden was there. Trump has skipped every GOP primary debate since the race began, though the former president said last month he would debate one of his Republican primary rivals if the race is very close after the New Hampshire primary. Mm. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was the only qualifying candidate to accept an invitation to the CNN debate. Which, uh, that's just so wrong. Yeah. I'll do it. Doesn't what? anyone want to hear from yeah. old Ron? <laughs> huh? Nobody? Is, yeah, is it in the group chat? You see that Ron's going, you're like, ah, uh, I'm actually busy. Uh, oh, oh, something came up. Yeah. <laughs> Checking that invitation RSVP list, and ah, I can't make it anymore. Yeah, so we probably won't see any fun videos of the candidates attacking each other face to face, and we'll instead have to wait to see how this primary plays out and what that means for their campaigns moving forward. Though, regardless of the outcome, I personally would not count on Trump ever agreeing to a debate. No matter what stipulations he claims to put forward. No. Um, he, he's worth, like, obviously, there's, he stands to gain nothing from it because, uh, I mean, at least Nikki Haley has the potential to actually kind of get him on some topics. I guess. Uh, yeah. Ron DeSantis. I don't know how Ron would act up on stage with Trump. He'd probably malfunction. I, I am curious to see how he does in New Hampshire because, as we said, all things considered compared to other states, 
fairly moderate. Uh, and, it's and, it's and, a live free or die state. Well, yes, but the people that would theoretically go for Ron DeSantis also have Trump, whereas the people who consider themselves to be moderate can go for what the candidate, I despite guess. being far right, yeah. is considered the more moderate one. Well, they vote for Lars, the libertarian guy who I keep seeing ads for on... Mr. Beast's on, videos? On uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're, they're not even trying, libertarians. No. Do you see they're the uh, Babylon Bee post about Vivek? Yeah, all these people replying like, well, a little too far, guys. It's like, are you, don't act surprised that the Babylon Bee is fucking racist. Yeah. Where have what, you been? What are you, uh, yeah, it was so weird. People were like, come on, guys. Not cool. Yeah, then the, the headline was it was like uh, Trump appoints Vivek Ramaswamy to head to the 7-Eleven department or some shit. Yeah. Just like Indians work at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Huh? And then Vivek at one point was like, ah, yeah, it's a funny joke. It's funny. I am going to debase myself and For the party. my ancestors even more. Because I want to be vice president, which will also probably absolutely, never happen. Absolutely not. Nope. No. Nope. Vivek, you just saw what happened. The people you're trying to appeal to are racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah. They will, even you being vice president, it's not going to work. They're going to do what they did with Ben Carson and just like shove you in some fucking department that no one ever sees. Like, well, I don't think Ben Carson, I don't think we saw, he was like one of the few people who was there for the entire four years in like never heard from housing him. and urban development. Never, never a fucking peep. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. We'll be back with some weekly weird news coming up soon. But in the meantime, make sure you like the video. Give it a like. Come on. Hey, look at you go. Look, you did it. Uh Uh-huh. Leave a comment. Reply to a comment. I'll be down there reading everything. Maybe. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and watch our other videos. They're popping up over here on the side. Uh, We had some stuff from earlier this week. Check them out. Watch it. Do everything. We'll see you soon for some weird news. Bye. Bye.